Welcome to Fast Lane with Sarah Jane, a podcast for women who are on the move, managing life and family. Your host, Sarah Jane, is building a tribe and talking about the things that affect the daily lives of moms. You can expect real conversations about managing chaos, finding ways to take care of mind and body, and stepping outside your comfort zone on the way to living your best life. Hold on for a wild ride. Now, let's get started. So today I want to welcome Justin Fisk, and he works for Medora, and I have a super soft spot in my heart for Medora, and I put Medora on my list of places that I needed to talk about on this podcast a long time ago. In fact, I've already talked about Medora once, and I told everyone they need to go there, but I got in contact with Justin, and I am so excited because today he is going to tell you exactly why you should go there. So first of all, Justin... What exactly is your role in Medora? Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, I do marketing and communications for the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation. So give us a little background about why Theodore Roosevelt in Medora. Well, Theodore Roosevelt came to Medora to hunt a bison bull in 1883. September 8th, actually, he arrived and stayed for a couple weeks and it captured his heart. And before he left to go back to his home state of New York, he bought a couple cattle ranches. The next February, Valentine's Day, was a really bad day for Theodore Roosevelt. In childbirth, he lost his first wife. And on the same day, in the same house, he lost his mother. And in his diary that day, he drew a big black X. And he said the light had gone out. And after that, he made arrangements uh, for his sister to take care of his newborn daughter. And he came to the Badlands to heal. And he just lived on what then was basically the frontier. And he rejuvenated his soul. But he also learned who he was, who the American people were, and how to overcome really uh, large adversity to become the man that we remember as our 26th president. And that's the short story of why we're still sticking around in Medora. Today, it's a lot different, but every time you drive across Interstate 94 and you get to the Badlands where they just open up before your eyes, you've got to be feeling something really similar to what Theodore Roosevelt did when he arrived by train over 130 years ago. Absolutely. It is beautiful. And it's funny that you said that because we went to Medora last weekend and as we're driving in, my nine-year-old says, oh, this is what I've been waiting for just to see this scenery. And I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting him to be that into it. But okay. So I want to know how Medora became a destination. Like, was it mainly because of Teddy Roosevelt people started going there? Why, why did it become popular? No, it was not popular because Teddy Roosevelt spent time there. In the late 1950s, to commemorate Theodore Roosevelt's 100th birthday in 1958, a group of people uh, from Home on the Range Ranch and some local historians decided to put on a play in a theater outside overlooking the Badlands, and they called it Old Four Eyes. And cool show to celebrate the 100th birthday of the 26th president, but not something that was going to last long. And within a couple of years, uh, that group needed to sell 
the amphitheater and, and take care of some debts that they had. And at that exact same time, a gentleman by the name of Harold Schaefer was looking to invest in Medora because he thought the history of Theodore Roosevelt in Western North Dakota was too great to lose. Quick history lesson on Harold Schaefer. He invented Mr. Bubble Bubble Bath and ran a national company called the Gold Seal Company uh, that competed with other household product makers like Clorox and those kinds of groups. And he built it, created it, ran it from Bismarck, North Dakota. And so his connection to North Dakota is what made him interested in Theodore Roosevelt's time here. And as fate would have it, he was in a position to acquire the theater and help that group pay off their debts and buy the Rough Riders Hotel, which at that time was dilapidated. And that's when people started to hear a little bit about visiting Medora in 1962. And we opened the Medora musical in 1965 as a family-friendly show that celebrated the history of Theodore Roosevelt, had a little bit of patriotism in it, live forces on stage. And today we still really do same kind of show each and every summer in Medora. And the show was great this year. And I will be honest when I think it was towards the end, they did a little bit of a, some America singing and I had tears in my eyes. I was looking around and everyone is, you know, standing and everyone's paying attention. I, I, I don't know. It was amazing. I was very impressed. I was impressed with the new cast members. There's even some local people, North yeah. Dakota people in the musical. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. The cast changes pretty much every year. But this year, we're lucky to have four North Dakotans in the cast. So... Our cast is a professional cast that comes from all over the country. We get this question quite a bit, actually. And, you know, a lot of people will think maybe they're all college theater majors or something like that, but they're professional actors and singers and dancers. And most of them will finish a show in New York or Dollywood or Disney, and then they'll come and do our show. And then they rotate through like that. And... For our show, it's a little bit different because most productions, you have to be a good singer or you have to be a good dancer (laughs) or you have to be a good actor. And with the Medora musical, you have to be all three. We call it a triple threat. And that's what makes it so special when a North Dakotan makes the cut as a triple threat. They can sing and dance and act. And this year we have four of them and it's incredible. Gina Zanz from Watford City. Taylor Leap from Bismarck, Damon Fichter is a Dickinson guy, and we have Jacoby Wallace, a new cast member from Minot. And so it's really cool to see the North Dakota cast members pair up with cast members from New York and Tennessee and Texas and and all over the place. Um, And it kind of combines to make those America, Americana moments at the end feel even more special because, man, there's a lot going on in the country right now. Yeah. And having a little a nod to the idea that we can unify, it's incredible. I agree. It, it was really great. And Jacoby from Minot, I will say, none of the cast members are large in stature. And, you know, he's not large in stature. So I think I was expecting more of a Keith Urban from him. And he was like a Trace Adkins. And I was like, 
wow, like he, he has a deep, I, it was great. I, I was The big, powerful voices that some of these talented <laughs> people have, it, it amazes me to this day. Uh, and Jacoby's one of them, our new co-host, Annie yeah. Frerez, just the incredible musical sound that can come out. I, I just, it's, it's incredible to watch and hear, and it brings that, it stirs that emotion in your heart. It's, it's incredible. We're really lucky to have a great cast in the Medora musical and and they combine with really great writing and an unmatched view of the Badlands from your seat in the Burning Hills Amphitheater. Yeah, it was beautiful. I've always wondered this because these people spend a lot of time together and then you have the seasonal people who come in from all over the country to work there. Some retired, some students, whatever. What is the atmosphere like with these people? Is everyone like a family or is there any animosity like, oh, I'm in the musical and you just work at the gift shop or, you know, what's it like? It is like a family in the good and bad ways. I mean, if you've got brothers and sisters that know way too much about you and just (laughs) you, you live with them and you get annoyed of them. It's like that. And it's also the very best parts of the the family as well, you know, where we support each other through thick and thin. And then it's almost like if someone else picks on your family member, that's not okay, but it's okay when you go back to your, you know, the confines of your, your home or whatever, and you're kind of picking on each other. It's okay to do that, but it's very much a family. That's one of our values actually at the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation is that we work as a family who values family. And uh, so, yeah, it's very much like that in in the good and bad ways, but it's a formula that seems to be working and it it makes it really special. You know, you mentioned like it's an incredibly diverse in age group Mm -hmm. of people and a diverse group of people from where they came from. You have our cast and crew that are from all over. You have people who come to work just seasonally. That's what they do from all over, from places like Phoenix and Las Vegas and Florida resorts and things like that. You have college students from the United States that are part of college work programs that will come up. Many of them are are music majors and many of them are um, theater interests. And so they came because they want to be a part of the show, even if they're just, you know, maybe working in the restaurant most of the time, they want to be able to be connected with not only the Medora musical, but the other shows we do in town too. And then they combine with people who are on a retirement work camping schedule. And on top of that, we have volunteers that spend a week at a time. It's a really cool, really fulfilling kind of environment for people who spend a summer working in the door. For most of those who do it, we hear from them five, 10, 15, 25 years later and they're like, man, that was one of the best summers of my life. And it, it's, it's an unmatched experience. And we're, we're pretty grateful to be able to offer that for, for people. I wish I would have done that for a summer. And it's not too late. <laughs> Yo, it might be too late now, but I would, uh, I, this is what I would have chosen. Had I chosen, if I could choose right now, I would want to work at the Little Missouri restaurant. Oh, fun. Yeah. Tell me more. Why? What? Why? I, d- I just, I don't know what my draw is there, but we used to eat there. So when I was a kid and then we eat there every year now when we go there as a family. And when we went there a few weeks ago, just my husband and I, we went there and the waiter was so good. 
And so mm-hmm. then when we went this last time, my husband goes, we're going to sit downstairs because I want that same waiter. And sure enough, he was there. And I don't know. I like the atmosphere. I think I like being a waitress. I like talking to people. So that's what, that is my job I would choose if I was in Medora right now. And everybody writes on a dollar bill and tax it to the ceiling. Did you do that? I didn't do that. Oh. I can't believe I didn't do that. Twice. There, I've been there twice and I didn't do it. So I'll have to like a little stage fright maybe like, because you have to write on the dollar bill and then stand on your table probably to tack it in. I'm sure people have done it many different ways, but it's probably a little stage fright to be the person standing on the table. But I saw no one do that while I was there. And there's obviously everyone does it because there's tons, there's hats in there and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know, maybe it's the history. Maybe I'm not sure. I like that. It's a cool place. It's a, it's a great place. And there's a bunch of those too. And good food. Okay. So I want to know, why Medora is such a good family vacation? Well, it's way overused, but the answer is that there's something for everybody. If you like shows, the Medora musical is probably the best musical production in the region. It's outstanding. And it's playing for a long run. Most theatrical productions do not go a hundred days in a row. We do. And the Badlands are such an incredible draw for so many reasons. I mean, if, if you're just taking pictures, if you're just driving through them really quickly, they're incredible. If you're super adventurous and want to make a multi-day hike, you can. You can get on the Monahay Trail. And whether you're on foot, on horseback, or on your mountain bike, you can have an incredibly fun and adventurous time on the Monahay Trail. If you're in the national parks, the only national park in North Dakota is in North in Medora, the south unit of Theodore Roosevelt National Park. And if you like history, oh my gosh, yeah. like there's so many historical connections in Medora that you can't absorb it all in one trip. Every time, even for me, I've been around in Medora for a decade now, and I still learn something new all the time. And so you have the incredible Chateau de Morez experience. You have the shirt that Theodore Roosevelt was shot in, in Theodore Roosevelt National Park's Welcome Center. And he, when he was giving a speech, he had an assassination attempt made on his life. And the shirt he was wearing underneath his suit is in Medora. And he famously said, it takes more than that to kill a little moose. And... (laughs) You know, there's just all these little things and there's wonderful cowboy and Native American heritage shared in the North Dakota Cowboy Hall of Fame. There's just so many connections throughout Medora. It all kind of comes to a hub there. And, you know, all of the normal things that people talk about when they go on vacation too. How is the food? How is the shopping? You know, all of those things exist in Medora in our own unique way. And it's right in our own backyard for North Dakotans. And it's a little gem that people discover from all over the nation and world. So, you know, I say there's something for everybody, but so much comes together in this tiny little place in the middle of nowhere. But that's why it's so good for families, because they can make their own little adventure out of it. 
Absolutely, because the musical obviously is for everyone. The mini golf can be for everyone. And you, we tried your new mini golf course. We didn't get all 18 holes. And my kids were very upset because the back nine looked very exciting on the other side of that road. Yeah. So we'll have to go back to do that. But I have to be honest, I haven't ever been a big shopper while I was there because there's a lot of souvenir type things. Mm-hmm. But there's some really cute boutiques I went clothes shopping in Medora. That was something new for me. It was great. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, knickknacks and souvenir stuff, there's a lot of that in every tourist town. We have yep. a good, good amount of it too, but there's also really authentic Western wear. Yes. If you, it's okay to be a little bit of a dude in Medora. If you are a city slicker and you always wanted to get a well fitted pair of real cowboy boots, Medora is a place you can do that. It's not like going somewhere in a mall and right. just picking a size that's the same as your tennis shoe. Um, and there's some really cute boutiques as well, really unexpected offerings. And there's a combination of businesses that offer that. And so there's really just all these neat little things that come together, both from a traditional kind of touristy side, things that you would expect at a roadside tourist thing and things you would not expect that are super authentic. And our, our new mini golf, the Little Bully Pulpit, um, which is really uh, gratefully supported by Mike and Peggy Bollinger and hole sponsors that help support every single hole uh, on that new mini golf. That's a little different too, because it combines something that you might see at like Pirate Island, right? Like a large destination mini golf and then it combines a whole bunch of local history with mm-hmm. a replicated meatpacking plant chimney with uh, bricks real bricks from Hebron and the story of Theodore Roosevelt will be told as we continue to develop that part of town with point-to-point hiking trails which I don't know if your listeners knew this but Teddy Roosevelt kind of invented the mud run he had his favorite game where he would get sometimes kids and sometimes adults, aristocrats from foreign countries, dignitaries from other governments. He would get them together and say, let's play a game. We're going to go for a strenuous hike. But what we're going to do is spin you around have you point to a spot out on the horizon. And we're going there. We're going from this point to that point. The only rule is that no matter what we get to, we have to go over it under it or through it, but never around. And the game was called point to point. And so we'll be able to tell that story through some point to point hiking trails, through some of the historic representation in our mini golf, in a park that we're building nearby, because really everything that we try to do in Medora combines history and education and entertainment all together. And not everyone's going to want to absorb a bunch of history. Mm -hmm. But if they can take a little nugget that makes life better for them when they leave Medora and all they did was get ice cream or play mini golf, then that's a win. That's good for everybody. And that's, that's what we try to do. So what's the population of Medora? It's about 130. Okay. So it's quite the large metropolis. In Medora, you have the bully pulpit and that is, I have golfed that once and it is beautiful. It's way out of my uh, golfing expertise range. I'm glad that I can say that I did it, but that that is quite the national draw. Isn't it on some list of national places to golf? Yeah. I mean, the incredible thing about Medora is you can have 
at any given time between 100 and 130 residents. In Billings County, not many more. And in the summer, when travel is really high, you have businesses, you have the National Park Service, you have the state operating its historic uh, locations and in the Medora Foundation and the people working there that that 130 gets to be 10, 12, 20 times that size. So you have just a huge influx of people to come to be able to serve those who want to come and play the bully pulpit golf course. You know, the same thing that you feel when you drive into the Badlands and you're like, oh, it's like, this feels so good. I can leave some of my worries behind. The same thing you feel when you drive into the town, you get that feeling when you're playing bully pulpit golf course and teeing off of one of our signature holes. You almost forget you're playing golf. And I think that's why numerous times we've been named one of America's top 100 public golf courses by Golf Digest because bully pulpit is just chiseled right on into the Badlands. And it meanders along the Little Missouri River, and it can be as challenging as you want or more. Um, but there's also five sets of tees where you can take the kids out there and play too, and let them experience kind of what it feels like to be doing something that feels so extraordinary because you're playing golf, which you can do in every almost every city in America, but you're almost completely isolated in a really rugged terrain at the exact same time. And it makes you really stop and appreciate the landscape, mother nature, yourself, the people that are with you and the opportunity just to play a game like golf. I love that you said it's chiseled in there because that is precisely the right way to explain that. Yeah. Most of the time when golf courses are built, there's a lot, a lot of dirt, that is moved. And when you build any golf course, you have to bring dirt in to grow really good grass. But in the case of Bully Pulpit, we didn't move very much dirt at all to create it. We brought dirt in and placed good black dirt to grow golf course grass right on into the Badlands as they were sitting. And I think that people can feel that and uh, they respond to it. And when I go out there, I kind of forget what I'm doing too, which is good because I'm not a very good golfer. Anyway. <laughs> like, like a lot of people, right? I'm not there for fun, but you're there and you look around, you enjoy the company and you just go, wow, look at this incredible, incredible landscape. So there's so many things to do outside at Menorah and you mentioned the Matahe Trail. Is that really a hundred miles long? Uh, 150. 150. Okay. So yeah, can a person... Obviously, you and I have talked about my biking ability, so we'll leave me out of it. But let's say a good biking person, can they throw everything on their back and camp along the Matahe? Absolutely. Yep. I encourage you to use a guide. Don't go out there by yourself or don't go out unprepared. But at the same time, anybody can try it. You can try it. The best way to probably start is with a little out and back ride from Medora. Because you can come into Medora if you have your own equipment, you can start right in town. If you need to rent equipment, you can rent equipment in Medora. You can also uh, get equipment in Dickinson and in Watford City. And the trail itself runs from 50 miles south of Medora all the way up to just short of Watford City continuously. 
but you can just get out there and give it a shot. Just take off from Medora, get out on the trail a little bit, go as far out as you want, turn around and come back in. And that's really how a lot of people first experience it. And almost inevitably they want more. And uh, there's a whole series of races that are put on by land, which is legendary adventures for new discoveries. Um, Nick and Lindsay Yabara are Watford city residents who run this series of races and they believe in helping people experience the badlands in their own way through these races. And they do mountain bike race in August, which is huge and super exciting and has uh, a distance for everybody. You could sign up today for the 13 mile race that ends in Medora. All of the Matahe 100 bike race distances end in Medora. And really people can pick the distance that will challenge them and have a really incredible, memorable experience. So Monahe is not uh, for the faint of heart, but you do not have to be a professional to get out there and give it a shot and experience it. It's true because I did it and I am not a professional and I was pushing my bike in part of it. And we saw some other bikers, some were much more professional than I and we also saw a couple hikers and we saw some horses. I'm actually surprised just because I'm more of a, I'm not going to ever do anything like that on my own type of person, but people who hike alone out there because there's rattlesnakes and there, I don't know. I watched too many 48 hours episodes to bike on the, or to bike or hike on the Matahe by myself, but I'm not discouraging people to do it because if people usually do adventures like that by themselves, do it because I mean, it's, it's doable. Yeah, certainly do your research ahead of time. There are some good resources online through the Matahe trail association. You can get a forest service map of the trail in Medora or from the U S forest service. And you can use the resources from the race operators, from land, and do your research ahead of time. Always let someone know where you're going and when you expect to be back. But that doesn't mean you can't get out there and give it a try. Um, And there are obvious um, wildlife um, to be aware of. Just like if you go in the national park, don't pet the buffalo. Um, (laughs) Bison are wild animals. Respect their space and know what time of year it is in case you are visiting during the rut, for instance, but that doesn't mean that you can't safely observe them. In fact, that it's an incredible experience to see these animals that have been reintroduced into a place that they called home for millennia. And uh, same for Monahe. Rattlesnakes do not want to come in contact with humans. And the rattle is a warning to you, hey, I'm here. It's not a warning that I want to bite you. And so you just be aware of it and enjoy the trail for what it is and take the appropriate planning and precautions and you're gonna have a great time. I'm not a snake expert, but as we were biking, I believe we saw a bull snake and that was enough for me. Bull snakes are great. They uh, control a lot of different rodent populations, other invasive species. Um, They're non-venomous and they are not concerned about you. So they just do their own thing. Um, But they hiss. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. So if they're hissing at you, that's just like, oh, hey, sorry, I'll get out of here. No (laughs) problems, no problems here. And they're good to have in the the cycle of life, so to speak. 
And we saw a lot of prairie dogs where we hiked this last weekend. And my seven-year-old told me, I, I didn't know this. Well, first of all, they were telling me that prairie dogs are actually preyed upon by a, a certain type of ferret. I didn't know that, but they, oh. yeah, they learned that from wildcrats. I, ha I have to give them the credit because they watch a lot of wildcrats. But also I was told when the prairie dogs are making that squeak, it means, sometimes it means, come on over to my hole. I didn't know that. Did you? <laughs> I didn't, no, I don't speak prairie dog, but, and kudos to the kids for, <laughs> they're always teaching us something about, that's stuff. Uh, my kids watch Coyote Peterson, and they're always telling me something about wildlife, too. And I love it. Uh, I know that the prairie dogs, when they're chirping, are communicating back and forth. A lot of times, yeah. I seem to interpret it as, watch out, <laughs> there are exactly. humans, or a coyote, or an eagle, or, you know, something. Because, right. I mean, they're, they're a really good snack for some of those animals. And now you know it also means not just watch out it means come on over to my hole so now now we have cleared the air on that your if you are going to go to medora for the day what are you doing for the day so for the first thing i would do is make it an overnight no matter where i'm coming really i'm going to want to stay over so first thing i'm going to do is grab a hotel room reservation i like the badlands motel and the rough riders hotel the most Badlands Motel is kind of cool because it's like 60s era drive up to your door motel. Yes, I love it. I love it. So all your stuff's right there. Yep. The rooms are a nice size. They're all updated. So modern hotel, but you drive right up to the door. So And it's kind of like, oh, this is what that used to be like. And the Rough Riders Hotel is pretty nice. So that's a, a special occasion for us um, to stay there. It's got a lot of historic relevance. It has one of the largest Theodore Roosevelt libraries in the lobby books by or about TR and those are all for guests to enjoy in the lobby while they're there and then I would definitely do Pitchfork Fondue and Medora Musical that's the that's the first evening for sure we're going to just have an incredible meal at the Pitchfork Steak Fondue where we take New York strips we put 10 of them on a pitchfork and we dump them in boiling oil and it creates this crust this crispy crust around the outside of the steak and it seals in all of the warm juicy steak and flavor and uh you're sitting outside overlooking the little missouri river valley it's an incredible experience and then you just walk right over to the medora musical um so i'm that's what i'm doing and then i'm going to squeeze in a hike the next morning either monahay trail or national park and I'm going to try and take in a show like the Teddy Roosevelt show, which is a history presentation um, with the best Theodore Roosevelt repriser in the world. We're lucky to have Joe Wiegand reprising the Colonel in Medora. And my kids would kill me if we didn't play some mini golf, get some ice cream <laughs> and, uh, and hit the Cowboy Lyles candy barn. So those that would all be mixed in there, too. And, you know, if I could, I'd stay another night and maybe go on a mountain bike ride or something. But a lot of times you can stretch that out into a return trip for those in the drive-in area. I have not. That sounds very similar to our annual trip to Medora, but I have not been to the Gospel Brunch. And I had two people last night tell me that 
it moved them so much. They left there and they felt so energized and so I, they just absolutely loved it. And I thought, well, now I got to go to that because I've never been to that. Yeah, the, this is the fifth year of the Medora Gospel Brunch. And it's one of those things where if you're trying to come out for a day, it's hard to do it all. The Medora Gospel Brunch is so good. It's dinner theater. It's a small venue with a big impact versus a big venue like the Medora Musical with a big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a couple hundred people. You have an outstanding a Midwest kind of brunch spread beforehand. And then it's a celebration of gospel music, a little message of you know, the, the impact and meaningful life you can live in the middle. It's non-denominational. It's not church or anything like that, but it will move your spirit and it's incredible, but it means you probably want to stay an extra night or come back again. Mm-hmm. And it changes most years, but just like the Medora musical, the fans have told us we really love certain parts of it. And so those, those parts and those themes continue in that show, but it's, it's incredible as well as all the history. You can see the shows like the Teddy Roosevelt show and other shows that we have at Medora's historic old town hall theater. And there's so many cool little dinner opportunities like mm-hmm. little Missouri, like Theodore's dining room, man, one day is really hard to experience at all. And a lot of people kind of figure that out and then mm-hmm. have to come back again or, <laughs> or add nights to their next trip. And you can camp there. Like you can bring your camper. There's a couple of different camping places, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Camping, I mean, is awesome. There's a number of different campgrounds in town. The Medora campground is on the west side along the Little Missouri River. Um, you also have forest service campgrounds outside of town and Theodore Roosevelt National Park Cottonwood Campground typically is operating. They're getting ready to uh, prepare to open for the 2020 season. A little delay with their operation, but just, yeah, great, great place to bring the family uh, with the motorhome, stay in the hotel if you wish, lots of different ways to experience it. And they're all, I mean, that's that goes back to the first question. Everyone can kind of create their own little adventure. And uh, that's true. The last thing I want to ask you is what do you think is the best kept secret of Medora? Ooh, the best kept secret. Well, it depends where you're hailing from because the Medora musical is in a lot of ways, it's the state's show. The people have kind of adopted it. We get so much good feedback from people that care a lot about the show and they tell their friends and family you, you see three and four generations coming together to the Medora musical today. And when people visit them, they bring that, they bring them too. And it's incredible. So people in North Dakota, they know about the Medora musical across the board really often, but outside of North Dakota, you know, people are busy and they have other things that they're doing. So if you're from outside the region, the Medora musical is probably that holy cow, this exists in this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. secret. But for North Dakotans, it's something that we always kind of knew about and are proud of. If you're a North Dakotan looking for that best kept secret, I would say the Monahay Trail is something that's really a big adventure that not a lot of people really know how to tackle, how to try it out, how to understand that it's 
one of the longest continuous single tracks in North America. Most trails um, that are single track for hiking or biking or horseback are a lot shorter. And this one goes through the rugged badlands for 150 plus miles and has some of the most awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping views you can find. The stuff that you would think about seeing only in the mountains or in you know the area of the Grand Canyon, you see something so similar just right here in our own backyard. So for North Dakotans, I would say that that undiscovered gem is the Matahe, but it is it is gradually becoming more and more discovered, which is good. I can't it's believe how many people in North Dakota haven't gone or haven't been there for years. So if I'm talking about Medora and people are like, oh, I've never been there. And I'm almost like, where do you live? Like, what kind of rock do you live <laughs> under to not go to Medora? And I don't, I think maybe it's a small place. I don't know. I guess I'm just assuming here, but I don't think people know all it has to offer. So I think when you realize that there really is something for every age and you could spend a whole weekend there, or you could cram a whole day, you know, there's so many opportunities and I just have so many great memories of going there as a child. I have so many good memories already of being there with my kids that I just really think that everyone should go. I really do. I think that even at, let's say you live on the East coast and you're in North Dakota for some odd reason, and you go to Medora one time in your life, it's going to be a memorable trip. You're not going to say you were bored in Medora. Yeah, that's right. And one of the cool things we talk about memories from guests from when they were kids and even cast members have memories from when they were kids. They maybe went on the stage when they were little and then decided they wanted to get into performance as a career and now they're Burning Hill singers. That's certainly the case for the four North Dakotans in the show this year. But the cool thing about Medora is you have those memories of Medora and you go back today and it feels like it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. It has. Mm-hmm. It's improved considerably. And there's more to do for people than ever before to kind of connect them to the Badlands and have an experience as a family and feel what the surroundings and the people can do to rejuvenate them. But when they go back to wherever they came from and think about it and then come back in a few years, it's going to feel like it hasn't changed again, even though it it will have. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that is going to be really exciting. And I think something that the people of North Dakota and the nation are going to be really proud of is when the Theodore Roosevelt presidential library opens in Medora. And that's a project that is being developed right now. There are a couple of locations um, that are being looked at, but one along the Matahe Trail overlooking Badlands that Theodore Roosevelt would have seen and ridden his horse across when he was here. Wow. It's going to be a project and an experience and a story and museum exhibit and experience unlike anything in the world. And it's going to be in Western North Dakota, just like there's all these other little things that come together and overlap in Medora for historic connections, shows, people from around the world. This will be another thing that people from around the globe are going to come to see 
and discover this special little place. And they're going to understand then what Theodore Roosevelt felt and why when he was asked about his life, he said, if he could only have one memory to keep, it was his time ranching along the Little Missouri River. People are going to experience that more and more in the future. And we just feel so incredibly grateful to be able to share that that landscape and experience with them. Well, I love your mission and I love your message. And I love your love for Medora because I think we share that. So I am so happy that you could chat with me today and we could inform people on something they could do fun with their family or they can go by themselves, but they should make Medora a, an item on their bucket list. How about we'll say that? I think that's a great idea. There's <laughs> so much to do in Medora. It's a, a really wonderful place to spend a little bit of time. And when you leave, you can take as much of the historic lessons with you as you want, or just your family's uh, experience together. Those are both good things. And you can learn from Theodore Roosevelt to do what you can with what you have, where you are to make your life better. Oh, I love that. And we will end on that then. Thank you, Justin, so much for being here today. And it's been, it's been fun getting to know you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.